nice to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? Hello and welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal, a Fear the Fin podcast. I'm C. I am very giggly. Uh, we did not get traded to Chicago, but... No, but other people did. We have breaking news. This is. I think this is the first time that we've been on where like actual breaking news has been happening it literally we were about to start recording and this happened so uh dylan strome okay. just got traded <laughs> okay so i i have the official tweet here from uh elliot friedman okay it looks like the arizona chicago pipeline is flowing again hearing nick schmaltz going to the coyotes working on the rest then he threads it and says dylan strome is one of the pieces going back <laughs> so um <laughs> Dom loses his and said, "Does Chicago know it can trade with other teams?" <laughs> it's a uh, Perlini and Strom for Schmaltz. This is this is this is the most jabroni trade of all time. <laughs> this is so funny. You know what? So, I've said I've said probably for the last two years that Dylan Strom is not making the NHL. <laughs> well, he's a good Strom too. Yeah, well, and he's not even that good. Like he's so far below expectations. Like. <laughs> He was he the one that was taken third overall or fourth overall yep. ahead of Mitch Marner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's three Stroms. Yes. Ryan Strom, as we know, the adventures of Ryan Strom was basically well, he was traded for Jordan Eberle and then just got shipped out for the Spoon Man, Ryan Spooner. Yeah. Um he's not gonna be anything more than like a fourth liner. So Matt Strom, Jordan Eberle basically got traded. Traded for, for the Spoon Man. Whew, rough. That's rough. Matthew Strom can't is skate. He's a 19. Flyers. He's a Flyers prospect, and he cannot skate. He okay. absolutely cannot skate. That is like the one. I know nothing else about Matt Strom except that he cannot skate. He's st- still in the OHL. Uh, apparently, he can't skate. Uh, a big. Sk- I'm reading off his uh, elite prospects. Oh yeah, right he's here. a big boy. A big okay, so his his bigness is qualified as six foot four, two hundred nine pounds. The guy is a unit, a big skilled winger that plays a complete and consistent game. Battles hard for puck possession, is relentless on both the power play and penalty kill. You know what that means? It means he can't skate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. His skating and overall balance off the rush and in transition is a work in progress. Is continuing to get better by the day. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, he can't skate. He can't skate. Uh, so Matt Strom is uh, probably not going to amount to anything. And now we have Dylan. Uh, yeah, I oh. just think like everyone made such a big deal out of him because he was good in the AHL last year. But honestly, I think he's just one of those players that it's not going to translate to a uh, to a top six NHL talent. So last year with the Tucson Road Runners, what a stupid name. Tucson, but it's pronounced Tucson, but it's the S and the C are backwards. Anyway, um, he played 50 games in the AHL and had 22 goals and 31 points for 53. Sorry, 22 goals, 31 assists for 53 points. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. And that's his first. That was his first. Okay, so he played in 2016, 2017, his draft year. He played seven games with the Coyotes before they sent him back to Erie, where he absolutely dominated. So. Dylan, this is Dylan. I forget what Strom we're yes, on. Yes, we're on Dylan. Various Stroms. Dylan Strom. So, 
in his one, two, three, four years with Erie, he had 39 points in 60 games, 129 points in 68 games, 111 points in 56 games, got drafted fourth overall, then came back, got sent back by the Coyotes and had 75 points in 35 games. Plus he had absolutely outrageous playoff totals. So he was legitimately good in the OHL. Yeah, he just It's kind of sad that he hasn't translated. <laughs> oh no, this is like actually kind of breaking my heart. Mark Lazarus just tweeted that uh each team giving up a struggling first round pick hoping to get it uh, hoping a change of scenery gets them going, which I guess is fair. Someone at the Athletic just recently wrote an article about like what coaches look for in change of scenery trades and uh I don't know. I don't know if this is it. I, I don't just... know, but it does. Uh, I I don't. I I kind of like the change of scenery trade, just because yeah. if you know, like Arizona's not good at developing prospects. I think we can say that. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't really developed anything. So, a this is a very very bold trade for John Chaka. Mm-hmm. Um, he just traded a fourth overall pick, who's still only twenty one, right. and was killing the OHL as of two years ago. So. This is a big move. Oh, sorry. He went number three overall. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Martyr uh, went four. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. So this is a bold trade. But I, if if you if you know that you're not getting anything else, or you are not, if 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 you've just given up, I like the change of senior trade, and I like I, I don't like giving away say a Goldobin for a Hansen where you know what Hansen is. Right. I don't mind the Strom trade for Schmaltz who you might be able to get something out of and salvage that. So it's kind of a crazy trade if you think about it. Right. I mean, it's two, like, first-round picks that are just not not doing so hot, you know? So, like, whatever. Like, if it doesn't work out, then they're not any worse off than they were. Exactly. <laughs> and I think so. Nick, yeah, I think Nick Schmaltz, what a great name, Schmaltz. Uh, he was he's really a bit good he- for a bit there with Chicago, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm pulling up his stats here. Um, So he's only 22. Mm -hmm. Uh, He turns 23 in February. He played for the Green Bay Gamblers. What a great name. Um, So in his rookie season, 2016-2017, well, he was drafted in 2014. uh, Played two years with the University of North Dakota, where he had 26 points in 38 games and then 46 points in 37 games. So he was competent. He was good. And then in 16-17, he had 28 points in 61 games with Chicago. Then last year, he had 52 points in 78 games. It's actually not that bad. And then this year, he had 11 points in 23 games. Oh, man. So he just, like, dropped off this year. Yeah, but I mean, like, have they looked at Chicago? (laughs) Right, right. That's the thing. So I do think it is interesting that, okay, so... Full trade information out now. Uh, Perlini and Strom for Schmaltz and no picks involved, no salary, no salary. Retained, retained. So Wow, interesting. So Arizona gave up more, but I think they're going to get the better end of the deal because I think Schmaltz is really just struggling this year. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Dylan Strom has not been able to to find his footing at all <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um evolving wild shout out to them uh the they tweeted they, the twins yeah um one of the various twins tweeted out why does arizona hate strom so much he's only played 500 minutes in the nhl good point yeah it's weird i guess maybe they 
giving up on him after 500 NHL minutes means that there's serious red flags, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It seems kind of weird to give up so early on him, especially when you haven't given him a shot. I think he just made, like, a really bad first impression. Like, I remember... Yes. Like, those... The nine games or whatever he played were not good. And everyone's well, like, he just yeah. needs to take more time. He needs to have more time, like, in, at the NHL level. And it was like, he's a liability, like, at that point <laughs> at the NHL yeah, he's level. Played 40, he's played 48 games, if we include his seven-game addition in his draft year. He has 16 points. If you take out that seven-game addition, he's played 41 games and has 15 points. I get that those aren't great totals, but he's played hasn't even played half a season. He's played exactly half a season over two seasons. Man, but he was also a third overall pick. So Yes, I think that's the thing. The impetus is that he's a third overall pick, so they expected more. Right. Right. If he was drafted in the third round, it would be different. I, I think there wouldn't be nearly the same expectations uh but you know maybe you would have gotten a little more leniency but you're expecting that kid to be equal to mitch marner you know and that didn't happen yeah and uh, that's a that's a tough look though giving up your third overall pick so um this oh my god it's crazy so for people i still think that arizona is gonna win that trade though i think they might yeah like if you're out on strom and it seems that arizona's out on strom Schmalz is just a better NHL player right now. Right. Like you said. Right. For people that don't know, the 2015 NHL draft is going down as one of the best drafts of all time. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a smattering of first-round names. <clears throat> McDavid, Eichel. Then we have the Strom. Marner, Hannafin, Provorov, Wierenski, Meyer, Rantanen, Giryanov, uh, Debrusque, <laughs> Barzil, Connor, Shabbat, Evgeny Smechnikov, Erickson Eck, Colin White, Ilya Samsonov, who's a good goalie, Besser, Konechny, Roslovich, Juleson, uh, Beauvillier, uh, all in the first round. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's a, oh, and Sebastian Aho went 35th, 35th overall. Although I would say if you redid that draft, uh, Hannafin probably wouldn't go in the first round. He wouldn't go five. No, this, but this draft is, you, you <laughs> and I can do stacked. this. Dr- that's crazy. Oh, it's, it's, it's outrageous. They, they, um, if you and I did this draft, like a little fantasy draft, like 10 times tonight, we would have a different order in the top 15 every time, probably. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's just like Aho going 35th. He probably goes top five now. Like yeah. this is a ridiculous draft and to whiff on the third overall pick is not a good look. No. So what, what do you think? John Chayka's rope is like, what, what do you think his seat, what's the temperature on his seat in Arizona? I don't know. I, cause that organization is not great to, to begin with. I, I honestly don't, I couldn't speculate on the, their front office decisions just because like, I, I truly don't understand what's going on. That organization. <laughs> it's like the like they're like the senators, but like everything's a little bit more quiet. <laughs> like they're able to keep their shit on lockdown. A yeah, little well, bit they better. do play. They do play in a desert rather right. than Ottawa. <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, I honestly could not say. I the thing is, the team has trended better, uh, and I think that he's made it pretty clear that they're in a rebuild. So. Uh, but h- how long is the rebuild going to be is the issue. I mean, they're better this year than in years past. Huh. Here's the thing that I just didn't put together until right now. Oh, Jesus. Um, 
Chaco was part of an analytics company called Stathletes, which means that he's probably related to Megan Chaco of Stathletes. That's his sister. Boy, I did not put that together oh until right God, now. Oh my God, Kyle. <laughs> How did you not know that? I, I, okay, so full disclosure. Oh my God. I saw, like, I see their last name and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're related. And my brain just never decided to put it together. That's hilarious. He's oh, I'm older than John related. Ch- yeah. I'm older than John Chaka. Oh. No, you're not. Yeah, he's born June 9th, 1989, and I'm born April 27th, 1989. Oh, okay, so you're like the same age as him. That's Yeah, but it's still sad. Yeah, it is weird. Um, <laughs> it's very weird. All right, let's move um, on to the sharks, can we? Like, this yeah, is- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This just came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild, but uh, we've already spent like 13 minutes on this, and this is not going to be our whole episode. <laughs> We're not doing this this week. I don't know, this is, this is, this is a uh, Phoenix Coyotes fan account now (laughs) no thank you never (laughs) um not that we really have much to talk about with the sharks this week i know well at least you don't you're fine you're chill it's not that i'm fine it's just that i'm not as upset as other people are well for various reasons we'll get we'll get into it yeah yeah. to quote drake i'm upset are you in your feelings (laughs) (laughs) i am just (sighs) Like, here's the thing. Okay, so last week, I give Pete DeBoer a fucking inch. A fucking inch. (laughs) And he took, like, 20 miles. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he heard me say, I'm going to give you some leeway, and then just fucking took off before hearing the rest of the sentence. (laughs) I I have a very complicated Pete relationship right now. I For don't. Me. I have, there's no, nothing complicated about you make really shitty lineup decisions. Like, okay, that's it. That's so. The that's whole one thing. big. Pu- that's one big puzzle piece. I don't get. But here, I'll just I'll I'll, I'll I'll be the prompter here. How do you feel about benching Anti Suomela? Bullshit. Fucking. I don't stupid. get it. It's okay. the dumbest thing. It doesn't make any sense. And then, how do you feel about the Ryan Heed flip flop? You have Heed playing off of his side. Why do we even have fucking... What's his face? I don't even know his name off the top of my head because he never played. Radic Simic? Simic. Oh my god, it took me forever. I could not... like. I I can picture his face kind of, but only because of that Halloween photo of the sharks. But like, (laughs) Where he's the barbarian? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, like what's the point? Like, what's why? Like, why? I don't... I don't get why everybody – so I've never been – I've never been super about, like, you have to have three left, three right-hand Ds. I, I think some D are good enough to play on their offhand, and I think that if you have the talent and your team make up to do it and it's fine, it's fine. I don't – I get that every team isn't like that. Like, I'm not saying, like, one of these teams with a terrible blue line. Like, the Toronto Maple Leafs shouldn't be doing that. They need all the help they can get on the blue line. Right. San Jose's actively talked about having left and right-handed D-men, and then they go and do this. Right. And it doesn't make any sense because you're not putting Tim Heed in a position to succeed. Right. Exactly. And then he's pairing it with Brent Burns, who you know is going to take a stroll in the offensive zone and be like, ah, Tim's got it. <laughs> Tim, Timmy got it. <laughs> Heater? What do you think they call him? Heedsy? Heeds? Heater? Heater? Heater. I don't know. It's... He- 
I like Heedsy. It's, it's too much. That's doing too much. <laughs> I I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, and like the the lines, the way that they were, were just stupid. The why? Why did they put Rattle at center? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Does he play center? And, like, like here's why the would thing. They... So when he got called up, we're all like, okay, so he's gonna sit in the press box so that like Gambrell and Chartier can both get like ice time right that's the whole point of like calling up a 28 year old who is not going to like ever fully make the nhl at this point yeah like it like so and instead he gets put in a center like i just don't he's not okay so he's not a center either he's he's a winger um (laughs) which makes even less sense so when he first got called up i think you and i both thought great he's and there was media members too who even tweeted this out and said it's better to have 28-year-old Rattle, who's a finished product. He's not going to improve or deprove right now. Sit in the press box and let Gambrell and Charche play. Right? Right. In the AHL. Right. Why would you call him up and then put him in? If you want Gambrell and Charche to play, then fucking play one. Right. And like... <laughs> Just pick one. I honestly think he would have played him another game if he hadn't gotten hurt. Like, oh, he got hurt? Yeah. Yeah, he took a I stick to the face. That's oh, why Sumalo's back in in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I, I think you mean he took a stick to the face on purpose. <laughs> Jesus. He did not move his face in the way of the stick. He may have moved in the way of the guy, and but he wasn't trying to get speared in the face. But Kyle, that's just he drew a penalty. Idea. He did, that's and a, I like that. But talent. at the same time, <laughs> high-sticking penalties are almost always an accident. <laughs> Oh, like, for sure. Like like 98% of the time, unless you snap your head and draw one. And even if they it's, aren't accidental, it's not about, like, who you are as a player most of the time. No, because, it's like, like, you're it's the guy who's the other there guy. and you just did something that pissed that guy off. Like, Yeah, it's more indicative of who the other person is. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't get the lineup. I don't, I don't, we've harped on this before, but I don't understand how you give eight games to the defense pairs, then break them up, and then now we're at game... 14 15 of the other pairs and they're not working so i don't get that right i also don't get dell on the back-to-back so if you the the frustrating thing here is that when asked why they're playing dell on the second night pete said i'm not a genius but it seems like the right play because now he has two shutouts in a row okay but you should have played him in the previous game against edmonton if you wanted to keep the shutout streak going because there was a day off so he has time right. to just chill. On the back-to-back, now you're just ruining all his advantage of his good play. So that was just a dumb decision. Like, I, I don't I don't get Right, well, and it looks bad on Dell, even though it's not really his fault. Like, the defense, A, left him out to dry. And then, B, like, he, he hasn't been trusted with a back-to-back, like, in a long time. Nobody should be. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not... That's not even something you do to starting goalies if you can avoid it. So, like, why why are we doing it to Dell? It just just it makes no sense. It was such a weird and idea. it's and it's not on him. Like that's not on Dell. That is one hundred percent on Pete DeBoer, and it's frustrating. The lineup decisions are like just the most baffling thing. I don't get how anyone can watch this team and like be satisfied with how they're playing. Like. In, in terms of, like, not even how they're playing, I guess, but, like, just, <laughs> like, 
Like, they're not reaching their full potential. You know, you can no. see that. And, yeah. And uh, even games where they play well, it's still not as good as it could be. Like, that's the thing. Like, this team has so much talent, they could be just absolutely dominating so many teams right now, and they're not. Yeah, that that's the issue is that they're, it's not that... See, for me, when I said it was complicated, and the reason I'm not mad, per se, at the, angry, per se, at the top is because... Like it, it's it's hard to say like this team is terrible because they're obviously not, and it's hard to say overreacting to one game against Vegas where you get blown out is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If you're gonna say this is a debacle or they don't look like cup contenders, it's November. Great, right. I don't right. give a shit if they don't look like cup contenders. It's fine. If you want to point out, like you just did, about the coaching decisions and the lineup decisions and not getting enough from your players on a game-to-game basis and the effort, that's one thing. But to say that this is some sort of disgusting trend where they're downward trending or whatever after they just went 4-1-1 and on a homestead, I, I think covering it on a daily basis, sometimes you lose picture, like lose scope of the bigger picture. And it just is frustrating to see all of a sudden Sharks fans go from Friday night, wow, this team is so dominant. I don't know if they're ever going to lose again to, wow, this is the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. I don't know. It's the whole thing's just frustrating to me. And as much as I yeah. hate, hate Pete DeBoer, he, you know, he does have a point when he's like, you guys make everything out to be bigger than it is. Yes, and that's my complication with Pete. Is that he, he has been <laughs> listen? No, Pete DeBoer is great because he he is so like he has no fear, and I don't understand how this man has no fear because like if I had a, a roster with that much talent that was underperforming at the level that they are, uh, I'd be fearful for my job. <laughs> but uh, he just like he has nothing. Like, I think the Drake question pushed him over the edge to the point of him just, like, not giving a single fuck in a post game. <laughs> and uh, Pete DeBoer getting pulled from the game, by the way, he said that uh, he did not swear at the official. Um, that he said something like, oh, what was it? It was the, like... Uh, he took a bike chain to the face? <laughs> um, no, like, he said... <laughs> That did like did it feel good to take Evander out considering or something like that like it was just like words that you don't use when here where is it um oh here it is uh I didn't even swear I just asked him did it feel good kicking Evander out under these circumstances that was enough I guess <laughs> so like Pete Boris like being that pissed off and using the word circumstances like <laughs> and also Evander yeah yeah who like, uses their first name come on. No, so he, Ryan from Fear the Fin, he, what, he like, I guess read his lips, something. Uh, it was somebody threw a fucking tire chain, hit him in the mouth, is what he thinks that, that uh, DeBoer said. So, like, come on. I actually like that DeBoer got tossed. Yeah. <laughs> I, think <that's> hilarious. <laughs> uh, I think that's hilarious. And I don't, in a game like this, it does not give. Right. Like at that point, the game was over. I mean, like it it just, they were, the sharks were not coming back from that, but like, uh, the first of all, the hit Vander Kane made was fucking stupid. Like, let's, I don't know what he was trying to do. Throw that out there. Like he had every right to get called on that fucking hit. Like it was garbage, but Pete, yeah, it was a tripping penalty. It was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny. And I like to see that. Like, the thing about Pete is that I think if you talk to people, people are going to say he's a player's coach. 
because he does stuff like that where he will just get fired up and get kicked out of a game or he'll go into the press conference and tell a reporter that's a fucking stupid question. Right. Um, Which he's when, done like several times this year. I just... Yeah, this time that. he actually that's, swore. <laughs> that's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like he 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 has a point. I Like if you're going to try to drive home a narrative, great. But when the coach mouths back at you, like there's a reason... like. Pete's saying that they came off a 4-1-1 one, one road trip and got blown out. Everybody's going to get blown out. The Washington Capitals lost last year 10-1. Right. This is going to happen. So if right. you want to make a narrative out of one game, that's I think that's where he's taking the issue is that there's these up and down narratives. Right. And it all comes back to, again, we're not blind. We're, I'm not going to sit here and defend the Sharks and say they're saints. They, they are very up and down. But that goes back to who's implementing the game plan. Right. So it's a vicious circle of the snake eating its tail. Also, I just think it's funny that, like, in the same, like, minute that DeBoer says that he didn't swear at the official, he then uh, gets a that and says, that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> to I, a I reporter. Love I, lo- like, <laughs> I love that he started it with that next question. <laughs> yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> like, he's, as much he's such as a good I media DeBoer, coach. Like, I love DeBoer. <laughs> he's such a good media coach because you can tell that... Pete's goal is get everyone to the playoffs, get everyone fired up in April and March, right. and try to win the cup. That's Pete's goal. He's not here. He's not here for your clown questions about <laughs> concerts and like. Do you think this road trip is going to be indicative of anything? No. Pete knows that it's November twenty fourth. Well, Pete doesn't and, give a shit that it's. And to say like, like the because the question was. Um, it seems like every time the Sharks get rolling, something like this happens. And then because, Pete, what do you mean? Pete says, give me an example. <laughs> and it, the example is, you've won as many games of, as you've lost. That's not an example of the Sharks getting on a roll and then something bad happening. That's not... That's, not that's just a mean. record. Yeah, that's that's just saying that... You're 12 and 12. Who cares? Like, that's... That, that's nothing <laughs> like it's literally not even what yeah, he asked I, for so yeah <laughs> i'm totally too, the right on all of this by the way <laughs> yeah pete, pete goes give me an example and then you cite the record which a fucking the co-head coach knows the goddamn record right. and b he knows what day it is if this was march and the sharks were doing this act I am super for this question and asking what the hell has been happening the last five months. It's November. Right. It's fine to be up and down if you have a plan. Maybe ask what you're going – like the question, you can ask the same question but phrase it in a way that it seems that the Sharks get on a roll and then fall back. Is there any concern about sussing that out over the next two months or is there any concern about – um, that come playoff time down the field. Like, there's just so many other ways or, to ask that question like, then. What contributes to the inconsistency? Because exactly. you can't act like there is an inconsistency in the season, but to say that, like, every single time that the Sharks get on a roll, that they then have a complete blowout game, this is like the real first blowout of the season that the Sharks have been on that end of. Like, well, they lost 4 nothing to St. Louis. But yeah, but that was then. four goals. That's different. I mean, yes. it wasn't yes. six. And then they immediately came back and pounded St. Louis. And went again, they just came off a, ro- a homestand where they went four, one, and one. <laughs> right. Right. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it, totally insane. Uh, like, I just don't get it. I don't understand Sharks media, and I never will. Let's move on. It, it's, it's just, I just, there, there's no big picture. And I don't know if that comes from a place of 
every year the big picture ends up with the Sharks with their heads hanging in the second round of the playoffs. Or if there's just, like, I, I don't know where this, like, myopic view of the season comes from where everything is life or death. And I right. get that because we're focused on one team and we're fans of one team and there's media members of one team, that's going to happen. But it just seems that ev- all of the narratives and ideas and stories never take the big picture into view. It's like Eric Carlson has arrived. That's one game. Great. Awesome. What about the overall season view? Or um, what can we learn from this game? Like, it, it just seems that there's no, like, hey, the Sharks are trending up well, as a whole. Well, and it just sucks because there's just not a lot of people covering the Sharks. Like, if there were so many more people covering the Sharks, if this was Toronto where there's just, like, a million people writing about the Leafs, then, like, fine. You'd have... I could ignore all of the dumb fucking takes that you know one person comes up with but but we're limited we don't have a thousand people writing about the sharks and no there's like three and a half and so like all of the stupid just seems to like be the loudest and that's all that there is so and the sharks obviously know what they're doing because pete at the end said you guys are making this a bigger deal than it is right which is like the second time he said something along those lines too which the first time was about carlson where he said we just have to ignore all the noise that you guys create like (laughs) and guess what happened he has eight points in four games like they did and i and i i know that that's the job you have to come up with a three thousand word story after every game and you're putting out pieces every week and stuff like that. But, like, vary it up. <laughs> Do something different. I don't know. I'm just frustrated by that. But, like, I've said this before. In three weeks, nobody's going to remember getting blown out by Vegas 6 nothing. Nobody will give two shits. Yeah, I'm over it. And especially especially when the Sharks go on a winning streak again. Remember when the Sharks went 4-1-1 and in their homestand? Does anybody remember what happened the week before that? No. Let's move on. Yeah. We'll do questions because we have some fun ones. Good questions this week, everybody. Well, first one from Brownageddon. Does Kyle have a recipe for Nanaimo? Is that how you say it? Nanaimo? Nanaimo. Bars? Yeah. Uh, I really want to try them now. Do you have a recipe? No. Well, what the fuck, <laughs> just, just Kyle? Google it. Just Google it. They sound or, delicious. So you, we, you can either buy them from the store or like every Canadian mother knows how to make them, I guess. I don't know. Will your mother I, send I, me some? Can we ship food over an international border? Oh, I don't know about international. Hmm. I could send it to Windsor and you could... <laughs> I'm going to drive to Windsor and pick up. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I should have a package. Hello, you have a package for me? It is food. Uh, no, I don't have a recipe. You can... It's very easily Googleable. Googleable. Googleable? Google. You can Google it. You can Google it. All right. Go on Google.ca. That's the country code for but Canada. But what if they're uh, not, you'll... like, official? They're not, like, the same. How is he going to know? There's there's only one way to make them, trust me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all the recipes are basically the same. Uh, all right. So this one was sent in before uh, the Vegas game, <laughs> which says, uh, this, this is, is hilarious. from NHL Sharks World. Do we got ourselves an old-fashioned goalie controversy now? Delhi has been nice the last couple games. Do you want to handle this, or do you want me to handle this? <laughs> I mean, we said this last week. No. Like, we don't. Because... Uh, I would say super no now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and again, I'm going to say again that that was not on Dell. But 
And and honestly, like, because I have seen several takes that are like, Dell doesn't do well with more res- responsibility. We should know better. Since when? He covered for Martin Jones when he was injured last year and was fine. He was basically yeah, he's only played 46 games. Right. He was basically the Sharks starter for like three weeks or something while Jones was injured. Like, come on. That's not... That's a dumb yeah. take. That is a dumb yeah, take. We, I'll say we that. Don't actu- we don't actually know exactly if he's good in extended stretches because he's played half a season total in his career. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's stupid. But but no, I, but no, there's no goalie controversy. No, yeah. Like, Martin Jones is a starter. He gets paid like a starter. They're not going to pay someone that much money to sit on their bench um, unless he pulls a mike smith or something like just gets like so bad that they just can't <laughs> do anything other than bench him yeah but, unless uh, he turns into alex Stalock, he's gonna be there yeah absolutely so nope let's see i'm not gonna say the name in this one but someone <laughs> tweeted that vlasic should hit more yet stating how useless the stat is to the overall game what useless stat is the most impressive on this sharks roster so yeah hit, i don't know <laughs> hits are like the most pointless stat by the way like it's hard to answer anything other than that because it's like like yeah hits are pointless that's not that doesn't mean anything vlasic by the way like only had like 26 hits all of last year in like 81 games it's just not part of his game it's pointless to to even criticize him for not hitting when he's never been a person who hits but uh also, I don't know where this like hitting narrative came from. If the person's good at positioning and using their stick to take away the puck, as long as you get the puck, I don't give a shit how you get it. Right. Like Vlasic's one of the best defenders in the world and and you're going to criticize him for not hitting people when he's never done that and he's still been that good? I yeah, I don't really I'm trying I don't to really know. Some, it's some very stats. I'm trying to find the stat too. I I was trying to look this up earlier and I just couldn't find <laughs> one wow they Aaron Dell wasn't drafted by the Sharks he wasn't drafted wait he wasn't drafted at all so mm-hmm. San Jose has one two three four five six seven undrafted players can yeah. you name them oh here we go um that are on, you know all seven hold up that are on the Sharks roster currently right now okay not in the Barracuda not on the Barracuda okay so Jonas Donskoy uh, oh wait uh, not no, drafted he was by the drafted. Sharks or not drafted not drafted at all. Jonas Donskoy was, was drafted, drafted. He was drafted by Florida. By Florida, wasn't he? he was drafted in the fourth round, 99th overall. Yes. So sorry, not not drafted at all by anybody. Uh, okay. So, uh, Suomela. Yes. Uh, Aaron Dell, obviously. Correct. Yeah. Brendan Dillon was he? Correct. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, three left. Do you have three left? Yeah. I thought you said there were seven. There is. I guess three of them so oh, i guess you've got Dell. four left I, I just can't count you've got four <laughs> left. <laughs> um i'm trying to even think who is on the sharks's roster Sorensen. one of these i one of these i would never get no marcus Sorensen was drafted by oh, oh our friends he? in ottawa yeah he, fourth yeah, overall yeah, yeah. in 2010 i knew that too because cammy wrote that article that like or something there was something about Sorensen being a, a former senator sort of <laughs> in a way wow, the, the, two, the 2010 draft was good to the sharks marcus Sorensen, jonas donsko and tim heed nice. yeah uh simic was not yep. drafted he, uh 
Or was he just not drafted by the Sharks? He wasn't drafted. He's not even on here. Oh. They don't even they don't even count him. Oh. Um, That's hilarious. Um Joachim Ryan? Was no, he was also drafted. He was? Oh. Yeah, by San Jose in the seventh round. Oh. 2012. Who else is left? Because I know like LeBanc was drafted. Yeah. Um who, okay, who are the other ones? I got nothing. Barkley Goodrow. Really? I thought yeah. the Sharks drafted him. No, undrafted free agent signing. I knew that one. Uh, Lucas Rattle. Oh, well, that doesn't count. He's been on <laughs> the Sharks Car- roster for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Melker Carlson. Oh, signed out I of Sweden, never one. drafted. I did know that. And I had, I had literally no idea that this person was undrafted. Martin Jones. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I... That's that's my like favorite I useless stat. That, Both goalies were undrafted. But like, okay, huh? That's that's crazy, eh? San yeah. Jose has one, two. So Meyer, Hurdle, Kane, Carlson, Couture, and Burns and Thornton are all first round picks. Huh? That's a lot of first round picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. Hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't really know about this useless stat thing. Uh, my favorite useless stat is that nobody is below five eleven. <laughs> what? The really? shortest guy in the team. There's there's five people on the team that are five eleven. Joe Pavelski, Tim Heed, Marcus Sorensen, Joachim Ryan, and Kevin LeBanc. Everybody else is six feet and above. Topping out with Goliath Brent Burns at six five. Kevin LeBanc has to be shorter than that. That's gotta be. He's five eleven. No, that's not real. <laughs> this is their listed height, so I don't know. That's not real. Sounds Marcus Sorensen is a sprite. He is five eleven, one seventy five. Hmm. Oh my god, Andy Suomela and Melker Carlson are both one eighty six feet tall. Jesus. Wow, these guys are little. All right, I'm looking at natural stat trick here to see if there's anything. Yeah, we can go into uh, the Sharks' leader of plus minus is. Uh, Jonas Donskoy at four. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like I that. that this isn't a useless stat, but um, Marcus Sorensen is the only player who has uh, who has any points at all and um, has no secondary points. Yeah, that's the winner right there. That's the best Shark stat. Oh, no, I lied. I'm sorry. I lied. Uh, oh, come on. Because I forgot that Rourke had a goal. So it's Rourke and but i mean it's more impressive because Sorensen actually has yeah. more points but okay i figured out my favorite shark stat of the year what the useless shark stat of the year no shark has scored in the shootout this year <laughs> <laughs> that's awful <laughs> there has been five attempts no sorry six attempts oh my god that's so bad pavelski and Katu are both over two, Donskoy and Hurdle were over one. Oh God, that's so. Bad. That's my favorite. That's my favorite useless stat. Oh, that's <laughs> the worst. That's awesome. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> it's also useless because it's a shootout. Right. It's double double useless. Hey, guess. Oh, I'm, uh, I just like. <laughs> guess what? Brent Burns' shooting percentage is right now. Uh, twenty nine percent. Not even close. Is it more? He is shooting at a whopping 2%. Brent Burns? Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Well, you got to think, he puts up a lot of shots. He's put up 48 shots. Uh, only has um, one goal. 
So no, he has uh, three goals. Oh, this must not have updated then. Okay. Yeah, his shooting percentage is four point one percent. Yeah, well, that's still terrible. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, I, I'm looking at five on five. That's why. Oh yes, and see, I'm looking at all situations Ooh, here. His five on five though is bad. Then Oof. that's a terrible five on five shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. Real bad. Uh, yeah. So uh, one last thing before we uh, get to a new segment here. <laughs> the, uh, the Sharks have four Americans: LeBanc, Ryan, mm-hmm. Pavelski, Braun. Four Swedes: Sorensen, Carlson, Carlson two, and Heed. Two Finns. We, I don't need to say their names. We love them. Two Czechmans, uh, Hurdle and Rattle. One Swissman, Meyer. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Canadians. Hmm. Yeah, Damn. interesting. There's no Russians. We got rid of that problem with Goldovin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, weird. Is interesting. Semic, what's, where's he from? I don't know. They didn't even put him on here. Guess who has the most Simic. giveaways on the Sharks? Oh, you know why Radic Simic isn't showing up on Hockey Reference? Why? It's because he's never played in the NHL. Oh, that's true. He hasn't played a game yet. No, uh, he's been... Man, that's got to suck eating all those hot dogs. Yeah. Um, Radic Yeah, Simic. guess who has the most giveaways? The most giveaways? Probably. <sighs> my head says Eric Carlson. My heart says Brent Burns. It's Brent Burns. Oh, really? 27. Interesting. I was, I was told the narrative was different. 27 giveaways. I mean, the next one's Eric Carlson, but he has 21. I was, that's a not insignificant difference. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> Guess who has the most face-off losses? Not that... Uh, here we go. This is actually good because face-offs literally mean nothing. But guess who has lost the most face-offs on the Sharks? Logan Couture. No. So we've been... Hold on. We've been calling him Radic Simic this whole time. His name no, is Radom. I've called him Radom. Oh, I've been calling him Radic this whole time. Radic. My apologies to, to, to Radom, Mr. No, Simic. Radom Simic. Oh, maybe this is why I can't find him on any hockey site. Um, so it's Joe Pavelski. Oh, really? With- <laughs> but I just read an article saying how his face-offs are so good. Uh, well, he's still winning 51% of his face-offs. Holy shit, really? But... <laughs> He okay, so he's won 182 faceoffs, lost 174. Isn't that nuts? What? Holy, that's a lot of faceoffs. Uh huh. Yup. I think he must take most of all them. of the all of the important. Well, like all of the important faceoffs too, right? So yeah, like anytime well, I mean, there's the like a diesel faceoffs that are like Suamella has like 89 won, 101 lost. Um. Who's who's got like sure. that one win, zero loss, like a random defenseman? Um Donskoy's only taken like seven total face offs. Kane takes the opening face off sometimes. Um let me look. It makes me laugh. Kane's taken or he's won thirty four and lost forty eight. So oh, huh. yeah, I think okay. actually Donskoy's taken the least number of face offs. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. And he's only won one. <laughs> yep. But oh, it's like Kutcher, Hurdle, and Pavelski take the most of them, and Suomela. And then Thor- Thornton was injured, so I bet you his percentage share is going up now. Yeah, he he's won fifty one percent of his. He's actually won just a little bit more than uh, oh, the, the crafty veteran. Yeah, winning but face-offs he's also taken like half as many total. So 
Yeah, it's because he has splodinis. Yeah. I think that's my, my one useless stat, is that Jonas Donskoy has only won one face-off of the seven he's taken. <laughs> and my favorite useless stat is that no shark shooter has scored in a shootout this year. That's amazing. All right. Yes. Next question. Um, someone asked us to do fuck, Mary kill with the <laughs> sharks. What? Yeah, it was... Hold on. Someone who's asked us questions before... And for some reason, it's not showing up in our notifications. Probably because it has the word fuck in it. Uh, <laughs> yep, show Whoops. additional replies, including including those that may contain offensive content. Um, so Josh, at Kurt Bivodka. I'm, I don't know if that's how you say that. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, Mary Fuck Kill Sharks Edition. So it doesn't give players. So I think we have to modify this because, like, first of all, we can't say we're going to kill anybody. Uh, that would look really bad on us. Second, there's like fuck Mary kill like or fuck Mary ignore, and then there's like fuck Mary kiss. But I think if we're we have to have one that like is the worst, right? <laughs> like we can't just any of like bench. Well, I was gonna say, press box <laughs> bench. <laughs> I was gonna say like fuck Mary kick. <laughs> All right, just like a swift kick in the pants. Okay, so. Uh, I, I think I can speak for both of us when we're both going to say that we're both going to kick Melker Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad we agreed on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that he deserves it. I mean, just like as a person, he doesn't deserve to get This is a hypothetical game. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's great and he has an adorable child. Oh my God, his baby's um, so cute. We should do, we should do, we should do a, a pro Melker podcast one day where no. we just talk about all the good things about Melker. And we're just going to um, talk about his baby. That's it. Yeah, that's fine. And his name is Milk, basically. <laughs> um who am i marrying i'm gonna think i'm probably gonna marry eric carlson he's a good guy yeah he's just a good human being and he looks like he has a lot of fun and no i am changing this no really (laughs) i'm immediately bailing on this i am burying anti suamella because i look at his (laughs) instagram every day and him and his girlfriend are out there cute they're the cutest they went ice skating the the other day they went to a pumpkin patch. Also. Yeah, he'd treat you right. Yeah. Also, Suamela. I don't know if he has friends. Because <laughs> it's only ever him and his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but him and his girlfriend are adorable. They went to the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, pumpkin patch skating. Yeah, they're awesome. I And I really enjoy his Instagram. So um, He's very fashionable, too. Like, he's just, I don't know. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm marrying Suo. I my gut reaction is to say Carlson, and I think um, that's a good choice. In terms too. of personality, me and Carlson that fits. But uh, you know who actually I think I would marry would probably be one of the Joes, and I would probably say Pavelski. Like I would lean towards Joe Pavelski. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Because- Interesting because my uh, I'm banging Joe Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, like, I think I would marry Joe Pavelski because he's, like, he just has that very, like, nurturing kind of thing about him. Also, he's from the Midwest, and you know that's oh why you picked God, him. Oh, my God, that is totally why I picked him, and I didn't even think about you guys it. Can, you guys can come home after a long oh. day of work, and he'll have deep fried cheese curds waiting for you. And you guys can bond over, yeah, like, that's it. I'm, like, sitting here, like, why, why would I be, like, so drawn to Joe Pavelski? Well, no shit, dude. He's from Wisconsin. You guys can both turn on, like, the Gophers game and call it hacky <laughs> with an A. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's that's my Midwest yeah, that, man. That's, that's why. All right. So. Uh, I'm begging Joe Thornton because that man, A, knows how to party, and B, 
He's just, he knows what's up. He's a veteran. Yeah, for sure. He's, he could teach you stuff. Had years to get his stroke game on point. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a thousand years old and still just has like... <laughs> I don't even... I can't... Joe, Joe Thornton's also one of like three cake. people on the team that is <laughs> equates me in size and height. So like he could pick me up and sweep me off my feet. Kinky. Well, I mean... Yeah, I why not? I would support you in this this Joe Thornton endeavor, and I honestly, I would say Joe Thornton. I think I'm gonna go with Eric Carlson, though. I think that's fine. Yeah, he is a pirate, right? Well, and <laughs> I really, I am gonna end up saying something really filthy if I just keep talking. But yeah, he's a pirate. We'll, we'll just uh, yeah, Eric Carlson. Yeah, he's a pirate. Yeah. The only person I'm never hooking up with is Martin Jones because if if you look into his eyes, the they're eyes. Like, oh my god, no. he has goalie eyes. He has goalie eyes so bad. I was just talking about this too. Like we were literally like one of my group chats just talking about goalie eyes and never again. Like been there, done that, never again. There's it's like a there's like a dead there's like a dead crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes just and like there, literally like... goalies are just like fucking weird in bed like across the board just fucking weirdos like well they do talk to their posts on the ice and like thank them and stuff right so, like, like they're just I weird mean... humans but like yeah then you get well, them, like... you get them naked and it's like even weirder <laughs> like it's just it's... you have to be kind of weird to <laughs> want to stand in the way of like a hundred mile an hour frozen rubber yeah yeah oh God. <laughs> that's just like not uh, my thing but anyway that's been our edition of who would you date <laughs> yeah if you want some goalie stories you can get those off air uh i will <laughs> yeah we'll get into that another time we had some more questions there was another good question okay so this is the one that kyle was like prepared for this is from andy lounsbury who <laughs> hey i'm prepared for this entire podcast <laughs> said would you rather have jumbo at art ross slash heart form or carlson 2017 playoff form okay so this is really tough yeah absolutely because joe okay so just the raw numbers that i have here shout out to hockey reference for being there for me joe thornton had 125 points in 81 games when he won the heart that's uh yeah he had 29 goals and 96 assists he's one of three players to have multiple 90 assist seasons with uh Lemieux and Gretzky. Yeah. Um, he was outrageous that year. And he got traded midway through. So he only had uh, 33 points in 23 games only. Only. Uh, Boston, <laughs> you're so stupid, Boston. He had 33 points in 23 games and then came to the Sharks and had 92 points in 58 games. <laughs> <Fucking> unreal. <laughs> he had 72 assists the Sharks that year. Anyway, uh, so he was outrageous that year in 05 06. Uh, where are you, playoffs? Uh, and then in the playoffs that year, they played 11 games and he had nine points, so whatever. Eric Carlson in the playoffs went 18 points in 19 games as a defenseman. Yeah. Played 28 minutes a game. Also had a broken leg. Yeah. So I don't know. It's tough because you're taking a legendary center in his prime or a legendary D-man also in his prime but in the playoffs. Right. Well, I guess the way I interpret it is like like during the regular season now, right? Like if it was this year, if they could magically be at that pace or whatever – who would you yeah. rather have? And for me, the I think the easy answer is Carlson just because he's younger. So, like, 
there's uh, like uh, but at the other on the other hand that means that jumbo's going out in a they were the glory. exact they were the exact they were the exact same age in these seasons actually <laughs> yeah but no i'm saying they're like, 26 no but it, like joe thornton is not 26 right now is what I'm saying. Oh, so, like, you're saying like, if you could if, if you would... could give them the skills. Oh, I was putting them in a time machine. Oh, no. See, I was thinking like if this year all of a sudden Jumbo was in that form, but still oh, okay. Jumbo as he is, or Eric Carlson was in that form, but still as he is. Okay, so in that case, then it's Eric Carlson. Right. Because he's 26. Right, but if we But do, also, then here's we... the thing, though. Like, even though this might be Joe Thornton's last year, if he came into form all of a sudden for this season, like... He'd be going out on a pretty good note. And, uh, like, we want that for Joe Thornton, right? I mean, Also, like, Carlson is still really good right now. Right. Yeah, this is hard. This is hard Ooh. because, oh, and then if you do it my version where you take a time machine and you get 26-year-old Carlson or 26-year-old Thornton. Right. I think I'm going Thornton just because he has an outsized impact on the game as a centerman. Right. Um, but Carlson literally dragged the Ottawa Senators to one goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. On a broken leg. At the same um, and time. also, also, just to point out everybody, he had two goals in this entire playoffs and had 16 assists. So we can settle down with the goal-scoring narrative again. Right. I just... I this think... is a really good question because it's one of the best either-ors. Right. I still think... I guess... I think you have to take Thornton, though, right? Because... If you're in the time machine situation, that's 125 yeah. points. <laughs> like that's and center that's literally irreplaceable production <laughs> yeah oh man that's so stupid like you had 125 points like we can spin it a whole bunch of ways and it really i mean if you're looking at whether this is a time machine situation or not regardless 125 points is literally irreplaceable that's not something that just happens whereas carlson his 18 point was 18 and 16 games Eight, uh 18 and 19 oh yeah whatever uh, i mean yeah. <laughs> other players can do that too you know yeah even though the circumstances were extraordinary and he is still just an incredible elite player we're talking about 125 points over 81 <laughs> games like that's not that, that's there's no that's competition ridiculous. there i don't think really i mean there's just not yeah, I yeah, and then if we're if we're just giving them production from this year, you got to take Carlson because he's younger. So um, this is a really good either or. It's, it goes along with a couple of my other favorite or either ors. Would you rather be a role player but win a lot, or be a superstar that never wins? Huh. Right. So you could be that like third line. Kind of guy, like the glue guy, like a, I don't know, like a Mike Fisher or a... So, like... Like one of those guys. Um, So, like, would I le- be, like, haggling on the Penguins over the last yes. two years or Connor McDavid? Basically, yeah. Would you, would you rather be... <laughs> yeah. Would you rather be Car- Haglin, who's won multiple cups and is always, like, on winning teams and stuff like that? Uh, or would you rather be... Connor McDavid never winning anything but being an absolute superstar. Uh, I think I would be the the haggling because you get all of the winning and you don't have to deal with the fucking media. So it's true. <laughs> it's true. I would be the superstar because, well, 
the money and the fame. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, when you look at, you know, a team sport, you're, and here's the thing, if you're on a playoff or you're on a, you know, a team that makes it to the cup final even, but especially if you're on a cup winning team, you're going to make more money than you're supposed to. Like <laughs> that yeah. always happens. So like, fuck it. And, and I think with the team sport, you, you tend to look at like the team winning as a, a personal success anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd rather. Be I just like the idea of being a superstar. I don't know. It's, I have a really good basketball one that uh, I'll tell you later. But I need to find. I need to find the equivalent of the basketball one for hockey. And I'm going to yeah. do it for the next podcast. They did a good. Uh, uh, yeah. Would you rather on um, on real good show? May they rest in peace. Very sad about this <laughs> podcast ending. But someone sent them a question that was like, if you were the coach of okay, so like two of the hosts are. Uh, Vancouver fans one's a Toronto fan so if the Vancouver fans were the coach of the Maple Leafs and they were playing against the Canucks in the final would they rather that they win as a coach or that they lose and their favorite team gets to win oh yeah Interesting. that's a hard one <laughs> so you're 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 positing that the uh, say the coach is from vancouver grew up there and it was his lifelong dream to coach vancouver and just never got the chance i mean or just like you specifically left. so like if you i mean you don't have alliances to really any other team or anything but i don't know what who what team do you like dislike me yeah you personally most the Kings. Okay, so let's say though that you were coaching the Kings somehow. You got to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, they... I would take the Stanley Cup win because, as my uh, previous answer, where I wanted to be the superstar, just indicated I am in this for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I think that's one of that, those. That's tough, yeah, though. I don't know. I don't know what I would say. I like. I love the Sharks very deeply, but I would want the money. <laughs> I would want to win. I think. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a hard one. All right, let's move on. Um, I think we covered all our questions here. Uh, let me look real quick just to. Oh, someone said that uh, hopefully Roussel won't see the tweet because I said no biting. <laughs> Yo, don't bite people. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we didn't like, really talk about that. But like, what was uh, it? I mean, we didn't we didn't actually really recap the games at all. No. Here's the recap on the games. They played one bad game, played two game games. All right, moving on to the next one. Yeah. I, I guess like, I mean, like, there's just no place for that. Right. Like, that's just a thing. Yeah. Uh, don't like nobody's natural reaction in a situation like that is to bite someone. Right. The only time you should be biting someone is if you're in a life threatening situation. <laughs> Yeah, it's just super inappropriate. Um, yeah, let's do same it. with licking. Don't lick. Yeah, let's do a sense check. It's gonna be a quick one because we're we're beep, beep, in time, but... <laughs> <laughs> so the senators lost all of their games. Oh, this what week. else is new? <laughs> all of them. Oh, they're they're so bad. Oh no! Wait, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong schedule again. I keep doing this. Why does I'm gonna go I... out on a limb and say they lost all the time anyway? Uh, yeah, no, I was right. Anyway, they lost all their games this week. So, <laughs> all right, yep, they lost all of them. They lost to Florida, lost to Minnesota, and then lost to Dallas. So they're finally showing as the team that they are. But so they are. If anybody needs to like has any want to check out sense stuff, go to Travis Yost's Twitter. Uh, 
they are historically one of the worst defensive teams of all time Yeah, uh, right now. Yep. The thing we mentioned last week with all the fake Twitter accounts, that's still happening. More Twitter accounts are actually popping up. Like, there are new ones coming up even The Twitter, even The Twitter bot army. Yeah, so that's still happening despite them getting called out for it, which is just insane. But I guess this is my favorite thing that happened with the Senators this week. Tom Payette has an assist. What? He has... When did that happen? One assist. He is still at a negative 11. I don't care about that. Well, yeah, but it's just funny because it's the lowest on the team. But he got moved to Matt Duchesne's line. Oh, oh, this is the best. To make that line more defensively sound. (laughs) (laughs) The guy is literally terrible at defense, and you moved him to the first line for defensive Top line center, Tom Payette. Who n- no, winger. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a center. Matty Douche plays center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I don't understand how you have... Okay, so I'm going to give you some names here. Matt Duchesne, Ryan Zingle, Mark Stone, Brady Kachuk. Why aren't three of those guys together on the top line? Even you also have Bobby Ryan. Like, I mean... Oh, yeah. Nope. Rob Ryan. <laughs> like, what? Like I don't get how Tom Payette is the guy that's like, yeah. Oh, also, you have Drake Batherson burning down the AHL and has three points in... Well, he had three points in two games. Give him a look. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious at this point. Like, I don't... Like, I know the owner's too cheap to fire everybody, but you got to think that something's got to give, right? Right. Yeah. Also, they traded. They made a trade. They did. Yeah, they made a good trade. Actually, well, no, actually, oh, it was hilarious. Oh, yeah, they um... they traded Chris Weidman to yes. the Oilers for a sixth round pick. So I have two thoughts. One, Oilers did a good Peter Chiarelli. So this is like I don't know what this is. I don't know what a good analogy is, but it's like <laughs> when the two bad people are doing something together, one person has to win, I guess. <laughs> um, but like. Peter Torelli won a trade. Uh, getting Chris Weidman for a six is not the worst thing in the world because Chris Weidman does know what he's doing. Right. Uh, and Edmonton has no defense whatsoever. So uh, the trade was one for one, uh, Weidman for a six. So the first the first uber casualty is gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it was just... Uh, I forgot about that trade because it was just, like, very unremarkable. But, like... Eh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> much like everything else with the senators. True, true, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, whatever. But Tom Payette got an assist, so. Oh, I can't believe it. That's oh, that's sad. That was. I was hoping it was it a secondary. Oh, that I don't know. I didn't break it down on the site I was on, and I'm I'm not gonna go look, to be honest. Oh, uh, that's. I hope it's a secondary, and like he he is already on the bench, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, just give it to Tom. <laughs> Uh, let's get into our predictions because the Sharks are on the road and we have another back-to-back coming up. It's just oh, I know. a nightmare. So we- They have three back-to-backs in like <sighs> the next three weeks or something like that, including the one that just happened. It's very odd scheduling. It makes no sense. Yeah. So there's a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back uh, at Buffalo and then at Toronto. And then mm-hmm. two days off before playing in ottawa which is going to be a big deal i will be going to one of these games <laughs> uh tom payette's assist was a primary because it was the only assist on colin white's seventh of the year just for funsies Thank you. um yeah, yeah uh i had to know yeah i'll be going to the toronto game which is really shitty because i've gone this will be year eight or nine in a row i think and last year i was kind of nervous 
for the loss and they ended up losing. But this year I'm incredibly not pumped about their chances because A, Toronto is good. B, it's on the road. C, it's on the second night of a back-to-back and Buffalo isn't a corpse anymore. Right. So like that's not a great circumstance to be going into Toronto who will absolutely feast on your mistakes as we saw so um I am quite nervous to be sitting in that arena (laughs) yeah I don't know I just want to get through this week to be honest like I just nothing about this sounds fun the Ottawa game is just going to be a nightmare just because of all of the press surrounding it and the Eric Carlson narrative is not great right now because people are stupid it's just—it's gonna be exhausting. No, this it's is gonna it's be better, an exhausting though. week for me. Oh, you know what? Actually, I missed it. We have another game coming up too, um, because that's another back-to-back. They play a double back-to-back. Uh huh. So on Sunday, then they play in Montreal. So they play Tuesday in Buffalo. Wednesday. So they have three back-to-backs in a row because they went Friday, Saturday off, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. Then they play Tuesday in Buffalo. Wednesday. Then in Toronto. Wednesday in Toronto. Wednesday. Then they're off Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Saturday. And then they play Saturday in Ottawa and Sunday in Montreal. And Boy. the uh, Ottawa game is a 10 a.m. game. 10 a.m. Yeah, it's a 1, o- 1 o'clock Eastern game. Oh, yeah. Sorry, this is in Pacific time. So, uh, and then, like, I guess they have a little bit because then the Montreal one is 4. So it's going to be, I mean, local time, that's going to be 7 p.m. But still, like, it's just stupid. This is a stupid yeah. schedule. The, I, like, it's a dumb schedule, but Buffalo to Ottawa is, or sorry, Buffalo. Buffalo to Toronto is a, an hour and a half, two hour drive. Right. Uh, I don't even think you can fly that. And then Toronto to Ottawa, they'll probably fly, which is like a 45 minute to an hour flight. And then Ottawa to Montreal is like a half an hour flight. It's like a two hour drive. So, uh, at least they're back to back to really close to each other, but still that kind of sucks. Right. That they're all so well, jammed all in, in there the Eastern together. Time zone. Like it's just, yeah, it sucks. The one, the one good thing about the Ottawa homecoming is that Carlson will get an ovation. Um, nobody's booing Eric Carlson right. in that building. So at least it won't be. Cry and I just can't deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you, I wonder if, uh, Melinda's there too, just cause they like it so much. Right. Um, so I, at least at least it's a happy return. It's not like a... Oh, I hope he throws a party at his house. Because they're keeping their house in Ottawa, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invites all over. Oh. Invites the boys over. Oh. No, but they'll have to go to Montreal oh, right. right after. Yeah, duh, they're going to Montreal. Well, they'll be there, though, for two days beforehand. Possibly. Yeah, unless they stay in Toronto for one day. It's kind of weird, too, because with this particular swing, because they have a bunch of Canadians from this area, too, they make the schedule kind of janky so yeah. um everyone's gonna crash with carlson so that's just gonna happen that's imagine they just throw this huge party in the night before and they go yeah. to montreal they're like uh we're just gonna I mean, phone Brent burns in. already <laughs> talked about how like him and eric carlson like are spending all of their time together right now so like yeah they're just gonna have a party at the carlson's that's gonna happen great i'm for it all I'm right for it. so eight eight possible points how many do you think they're gonna get Okay, so Buffalo is decent. Well, Buffalo's actually good. They're leading the Eastern Conference as of yesterday, which is a crazy sentence that I just said in 2018. <laughs> uh, Buffalo's good. Toronto is very good. Ottawa is literally a moribund franchise on life support. And Montreal is feisty AF and is better than everybody thought. Uh, five points. I say four. What, four overtime losses? Yeah, all of them. Every single I one. think that they... Yeah, just all losses. Um, I think they beat Ottawa for sure. That's two points. 
Then they need to get another win in there. They suck against Buffalo. Yeah. But they also Well, they've been I really good see, at, see, I'm kind of I'm biased been good because against I Buffalo recently though. The last couple of years yes, they've been this good is true. against Buffalo. So Well, last year, yeah. Last like 2 years. Uh, yeah. See, for me I'm kind of biased though because I I am praying to various gods and religious idols that San Jose beats Toronto. <laughs> no, I think they lose to either Toronto and Montreal or Toronto and Ottawa. See, I don't think they, there's any way they lose to Ottawa. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a way, but I think they beat Ottawa, they beat Toronto, and they lose to Montreal in overtime, and then they straight up lose to Buffalo. That's a very weird yeah. <laughs> schedule. So they go they go loss, win, win, OTL. All right. Aaron, oh, God, Aaron that's strange. Uh, who knows at this point? It should be two. Uh, I mean, it should be two, should be and two. I'm going to say two. I think we get yeah. Buffalo and Ottawa. Mm. He plays the first night of the back to backs, the the technical easier game. Yeah, I'm going to say Buffalo and Montreal. I don't know. Yeah, but. it's hard to predict because you can go either way. As right, long as he right, gets into yeah. one game on each side of the back to back, then I'm happy. Right. Then again, starting in Buffalo after Vegas. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh my God! Are we We're heading towards Jones, 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 oh, Dell Jones? That's gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Jones on a second night of a back-to-back after playing against Buffalo against uh, Toronto. The Sharks are only getting two points this week, and they're both going to be overtime <laughs> losses. <laughs> God, this is this is a nightmare week. I I, I don't know. We're probably that- not going to see him in Buffalo then. That. Oh, I don't know. This is very tough. It I'm is. I'm going to stick with Buffalo and ottawa and hopefully there's some sanity going on over there and the thing too about this road trip is that even though there's back-to-backs at the beginning of the year if i said they were playing buffalo toronto ottawa montreal you would have said there's three easy games and one hard right, game yeah. and it did not turn out that way no. there's three hard games and one easy yeah all right uh bold prediction you can go first because i have to formulate my best oh, toronto prediction i don't think i have anything on deck and i'm not gonna just spin the wheel of scratches this time yeah the scratch the scratch well has it oh speaking of bold predictions uh one of the handsome co-hosts of this podcast got another one right. Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Dell with another shutout and then immediately shit his pants. <laughs> uh, the team shit their pants in front of him, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I have my bold prediction, but I want no, to go No, go for it then, because I don't. I got to think. Okay, my bold prediction is that I will be on TV again this year. <laughs> That's not bold. <laughs> I've only been on once in nine years, eight years or whatever okay it's it's uh we're friends on facebook you can if you go to my profile pictures you can scroll back and see it i was on uh the cbc broadcast of the sharks game and i had not joking you 35 facebook messages <laughs> and like 60 text messages of just people being like whoa i saw you on tv and then like they're sending me pictures of the screen grabs and like random people i went to university with who i talked to like for like three seconds but facebook friended them because that was cool in 2008 uh we're like, yo, man, I think this is you. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It was pretty cool, though. Uh, so I think that I get back on TV and I can update my profile pictures. I don't think I want to allow this, but I'm going to just because <laughs> that gives you one game <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to get your bold prediction in. So you know what? I'm going to allow it. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's very bold. Yeah. Um, my bold prediction is that... Chris Tierney scores a shorthanded goal against the Sharks. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of a narrow focus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just how we're doing it this week. 
I like it. All right. It's uh. Are the senators good on the penalty kill? Ah, they're not good at anything. <laughs> they have the worst penalty. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> good question, Mello. Uh, yeah, they have the worst penalty kill in the league. Remember? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Their second worst. I can't believe that's what it was. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, Their penalty kill percentage is sixty-eight point four nine, and league average is seventy-nine point three nine. So bad. Uh, all, right. all right, those are our predictions. Chris Tierney shorthanded goal against. And I will be back on TV. Yeah. All right. I wonder if I'll, I wonder if now that, now that, uh, people who watch Sharks hockey know who I am via the Twitter machine and Fear the Fin, I wonder if I'll get on the NBC broadcast because Stop. they, they pan to the crowd. Right. They show right, like right. Sharks fans on the away things or whatever. I can, uh, yo, so anybody who listens to this podcast and you're watching the game, if you see me, I will be wearing most likely a black, armor shark jersey because i'm a known black jersey liker and haver uh yeah so i'll be wearing that probably with like a gray roots toque or possibly a backwards blue jays hat and i'm really tall and i will be the only person probably standing up in my area uh i'm behind the leafs goalie over their right shoulder so the way that the sharks shoot twice i'm over his right shoulder in the corner that's where i am look for me if you find it dm me on the Twitter machine. Are you uh, in the lower bowl? Yes. Nice. I'm in the lower bowl. Yeah. My best friend, I'm going with my best friend, and uh, I bought him a Toronto Arena's throwback jersey with Austin Matthews' name on it that they wore last year. So good. Uh, for, for Christmas. So uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't know that. And then also, I he thinks that we're sitting in the upper bowl because we had a budget, and I decided that I didn't want to sit in the <laughs> upper bowl, so I'm going to surprise him with uh, better tickets down low, too. Nice. So... Uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's always fun. Cool. Did anything else happen this week? I feel like we pretty well covered all the good stuff. No. <laughs> it's just I think we were trying to take the the bigger view, the macro view, not the myopic right. view of what happened. Yeah. It's frustrating in the moment. We get it, but uh, the Sharks were 500 in January, the year they went to the Cup. So everybody relax. Little announcement, I guess. Lachlan Irvine um, of Fear the Fin. He covers the Barracuda for us, has a podcast that will be joining the kind of, I don't know if it's like a network. I don't know what we're going to. FTF family? But uh, yeah. I like when people refer to things as families. The podcast family. Oh, what's Uh, a a group of sharks called? Hold on. I don't know. Why are you Googling this? I'm looking it up. What Uh, is a shark family uh, called? He has a podcast called the Van Jose podcast that he hosts with a friend of his named Nora. And she's a Sharks fan. He's a Canucks fan. And they kind of talk about Pacific Division stuff. So you'll be able to find that on Fear the Fence soon. And we're going to be... It's a frenzy. <laughs> a frenzy. Yeah. The Or a school or a shiver. The Fear the Fin podcast frenzy. That sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. I prefer, I prefer family. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have another podcast actually coming soon i'll just announce it i don't know i kind of i've talked about it on twitter today do it Uh, just do it so i'm going to be starting another podcast on fear the fin it's called backseat bench brawl and it will be featuring fans of rival teams uh, that are slotted to play each other that week we'll have um those those fans talk us through the rivalry the kind of history of it how it's changed and what it means for the game coming up. And I'm going to kind of referee <laughs> to make sure that things don't get too crazy. But I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. 
Uh, you'll probably see a lot of SB Nation people on it. And, and yeah, it's a little bit of hockey history, a little bit of game previews, and a lot of yelling about sports so <laughs> and fun it's gonna be neat it'll be it'll be it'll be fun yes i'm very excited kyle's gonna be on the first episode we've already decided this so so you can transition yes. into another podcast a little smoothly uh, we i'll pop i'll pop up from now and again <laughs> time to time time to time you'll hear me yeah uh anytime i need an additional linesman kyle will be there I'll sub in. I'll sub in and be like a fake Florida Panthers fan and be like, "Well, you know, you see, the rivalry against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes really started in 2018." Oh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something else we had uh, podcast news wise, but I think that might be it. I think that's gonna do it for us. I think we can we can end this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you guys uh, didn't mind last week's episode running long with just 20 minutes of food talk. <laughs> Hey, we give the people what they want. It's true. All right? we, we were asked. It was asked, so. it was wanted, and <laughs> we are both open to uh, if anybody if anybody suggests or there's a topic of non sharks related stuff, and you want us to go on for like a quick little half an hour pod stuff. We're open to that after Christmas. Yes, it's busy time yes. of year. So um, yeah, but in the second half, we're open to we have a lot of interests, people. Yeah. So um, yeah, just another reminder on that that. This is like such a busy time of year. Uh, the new podcast isn't actually going to drop until the end of December. And that's just to give me time to get everything together because it's just so busy right now. So um, thanks for being patient. I know the episode last week was a day late. This one should be up on time, uh, but we're, we're making do here. So, all right. Some housekeeping. We want to say thank you to Molly Mirakami for doing our artwork. You can find her at mollymirakami.com, where you can also find her art and her comic, Blue Liners, which is about a fictional USHL team and the first girl to ever join them. Super good. You should go check it out. You can also find her on Twitter at HeyMalls. That's M-O-L-L-S. We want to thank the Honey Wilders for letting us use their song Idle Wild as our intro and outro. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes if you want to give them a little, little listen. They're very good. They're also a Bay Area band, and uh, you can find them on Facebook if you want to check them out and go see them in person. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, their key- yes, do that. Their, their keyboard player is a pretty swell guy (laughs) he is good yes if you like kyle said if you have topics you want to suggest to us questions you want to send in anything really you can contact the podcast at fearthefin at gmail.com you can also send us questions in the comment section of the blog post that goes up on fearthefin.com every episode and you can find the the podcast on twitter at bs and teal that's usually where we put our last minute kind of call for questions you can find kyle on twitter at kyle demetrius you can find c on twitter at now you see me spelled s-i-e just like my name <laughs> just like their name uh, any final thoughts I, I think uh, we got it. <laughs> go sharks i hate the leafs i will have my retro diary coming out the day after which is basically me just recanting what happens. Oh yeah, uh, in the in the arena, which uh, is usually fun because I'm taking part in adult beverages usually. So uh, we'll do that. Hopefully, it's a Sharks win, and I don't feel sad like I did last year. But that'll be coming out. Yeah, it's a kind of annual thing, so always that to look yeah. forward to. I don't, I don't really have anything going on. <laughs> I'm just trying to to stay above water right now. So. Yeah, there's a, like like we said, uh, we can't stress enough. It's uh, 
one of us works in a store where people demand that you are there all the time. Oh <laughs> um, I literally and you closed have to payroll do things like today. Black Friday. Yeah, I closed payroll so, today and uh, I had 50 hours. I am over it. Yeah, so uh, it's a really busy time and uh, it's it's heading into the holiday season. So if we're a little less regular, um, we'll be back to our regular schedule in January when um, C and I both have lives again. Um, <laughs> Barely, but And we're, we're, we're a little more. Well, yeah, <laughs> for me, for me, for me, it's a quarter end. So right. it gets pretty crazy too. So just Bear with us through the holiday season. If, if if we miss a week, we will inform you around Christmas time. And if not, uh, check out the podcast and then we'll be back in January full strength. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This has been Blood, Sweat, and Teal. I'm C. I'm still Kyle. <laughs> and Eric Carlson is still scoring goals for the San Jose Sharks. Ross and Rachel were on a break.